warning. The following podcast is harvesting your data that will be used by advertisers to track you across the internet, social media, and your own devices. Evil Agency. Evil Agency. As an industry, advertising is obsessed with chasing the next big thing that's going to revolutionize the way we connect with consumers. And for the past few years, that thing has been data. As you might have heard already this season, data is so much bigger than our stored email addresses. It's a topic that no one person can grasp all at once, which is probably why the ethics behind data capture and usage are usually hyper-simplistic, centered around personal privacy. But what if there was a more complex problem starting to emerge? This might be strange to consider since data is fact and thus should be objective, but what if the data we were collecting and how we were collecting it was not only reinforcing human prejudices, it was potentially creating new ones? Today, we're chatting to Maurice Riley, affectionately known around our agency as the Data Daddy, primarily because he's the head of data capabilities in our region. He recently gave a pretty incredible talk called Black Data Matters about bias in data, which alongside that Roy Morgan trusted profession survey was the inspiration for this podcast. My name is Maurice Riley, and I'm the Chief Data Officer for Digitas in Australia and New Zealand. Now, that sounds like an incredibly officious title. What does a Chief Data Officer actually do? <laughs> um, I try to figure it out every day <laughs> because <laughs> given how for such a small word, data, it means a lot of things, uh, particularly in today's um, uh, context. Um, so uh, TLDR. Uh, each day, I am trying to look at current data and technology solutions and keep pace with future data technology solutions and match those with uh, our clients' challenges and problems they're trying to solve. Now, as someone who is you know, incredibly aware of the breadth of what that tiny word, as you say, data means and what's happening with that word outside, I think it's really interesting that you gave a talk earlier this year called Black Data Matters to our agency. The, the first question and the, the big question we have to ask, is data inherently prejudiced? Is that kind of the point you're getting at? No, data data isn't inherently prejudiced, um, but it is inherently biased. And that's that's because humans are inherently biased and data comes from humans. Um, so, you know, my, my talk around Black Data Matters is, yeah, it's a nice catchy thing. And, and if uh, I've been asked that question before because I think people want the headline to be like, yes, Maurice Riley, Chief Data Officer of Digital <laughs> says data is racist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not going to be a clickbait today. Not today, Satan. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is bias that we have to reflect uh, because like any product created or made uh, and nurtured by humans because we're inherently biased, it has biases. And th- that bias can take s- several different different forms. Um one is that it can reflect uh, existing uh, biases that you know we have as humans, or existing beliefs that we 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 have. Um, it can um, uh, uh, 
have bias in it because the the data is just unbalanced in nature. It hasn't brought in enough diversity of data um, uh, or different types of data or understood the context in which the data was created or collected to, and it, it creates an uh, unbalanced classes of data as we call it. Um, or um, a bias that might be small is then amplified because of a feedback loop. Remember when we talk about data, we now have technology to make it go far and wide pretty fast. And when that is, when that data and that system is getting feedback signals back that confirms that it's right, then it spreads even faster and, and farther. So the, the bias takes different, different forms. Can you think of any examples where that bias in data might manifest in an end product or in a user experience in a negative way? I can give you a very simple example that uh, right now, if, if everyone who's listening, if you have a laptop or a phone in front of you, walk, walk along with me and you can, we, can, we can do this together. All right, all right. so uh, open, up, open up your Chrome uh, or, your, or your Google search bar and type in professional haircut. See what results you get. Now, clear that out and type in unprofessional haircut or not professional haircut and see what results you get. Most people will see when they type in professional haircuts, a lot of images of white groomed men. Most people, when they type in unprofessional haircut or not professional haircut, will see more people of color reflected in in the images. Uh, Some of that will be because articles have been written about about this. But if you scroll down deeper, you'll see just images of of that. That is because there's there was bias, unintentional. uh, But when people produce content, when people post articles around great haircuts and, and so forth, the most images they unconsciously used probably are, are white men. But if you post uh, a, um, an African-American with cornrows or really nice cropped uh, uh, dreads, uh, dreadlocks, or uh, Colin Kaepernick with a big afro, you know, they don't show those in professional context and it's not going to get tagged that way. But yet it, there's a bias inherent in that, in that search, in that search result. That is bias. That is, is, is not uh, understanding the context of, of some content, programming it into the system and perpetuating a, a, uh, a biased, uh, almost racist uh, concept of certain hairstyles not being professional. So I, I think I think this would be, you know, quite a surprising thing to even though I didn't get my clickbait headline, I, <laughs> I think it's still a, quite a surprising and alarming thing to learn that data we might think about it in the same way we think about any technology. It's purely objective because it's entirely technological, but it represents the biases of the people creating it or, you know, it's based on how we're collecting it or whatever. What I think is interesting, though, is over the past couple of episodes, we've been talking about and finding out about how the fact that people create first, second, and third party data all the time, sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. We as an agency are privy to stuff that they've created on for our clients or created for other people that our clients are privy to. At, at any point in there, is it, are we being conscious of bias? At any point in there, are we going, hang on, what's this data saying? Are, are we trying to correct it? Yeah, I don't. I, th- th- so this is the point of me, you know, putting a provocative title around uh, this subject called Black Data Matters. Right. It's to raise that awareness uh, and to raise a consciousness to start to think about the things that we're doing 
uh, in our professional lives or in our personal lives that are contributing to this problem or perpetuating um, uh, this, this problem. So I don't see enough of that thinking, that pause, that moment of pause to know if we're doing something to, to, to uh, correct um, this, uh, if we know enough about it to know it's, we're even contributing <laughs> to it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see enough. Hence, hence the platform of Black Data Matters and trying to raise attention to it and, and awareness to the different types of bias that can exist. Thinking about this now, because I think a, a lot of this podcast, you know, we put agency in the title because we don't want it to just be about like, here's what an agency like ours does. And here's, you know, how the industry works. It's, it's more like, okay, well, what can you do? Like you have this platform, Black Data Matters, that is about bringing awareness to this. It, like what, like what can anybody do about the, like, you know, people are creating data. Is there anything they can do when they're creating their own data? Like what? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, if, if this is, this is, you know, to, to, to folks in agency land, you create content every day that you put out there and it lives in the interwebs, right? How you're tagging that content, uh, the, the words you're wrapping around images, it matters. You know, it matters to make sure you're having uh, a diversity of stories out there. Uh, it matters that you have a diversity of people creating the content, looking at the content, because we all have our own share, our life experiences and those life experiences um, uh, needs to be reflected in the content that it puts out there. So search engines don't skew <laughs> to just one person's view of the world. Um, so people in HIV, when you're creating content, um, it goes in the internet and you're, and you're, you're feeding, you're feeding the beast. Um, I think other people, um, who aren't creating content day in and, and day out, you know, be mindful of the things you click on. You know, uh, when you click, that's on something. That's a feedback loop that's saying this is good. You know, Facebook is in a world of hurt right now, currently, because its algorithm optimizes to things that aren't necessarily great for society. Uh, and that's because people are clicking on it and it's saying this is good. <laughs> Let me do more of this. Uh, and when there's no um, governing body over over that, um, you know, that that's that's a problem. Um, uh, 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 people kind of wrap it up into freedom of speech. You know, we have the right to put out there. Yeah, but you don't have freedom of reach. It's a very different thing when you can put something out there, but when something is going to millions and millions of people a day and there's no control of it, there's no awareness of it, that that is a problem and that is going to impact our society in ways we can't even imagine. Yeah. Next episode, we're finding out where you are and asking the question, why would anyone ever share their location with a website? That's available to stream right now, as is the rest of the season. Otherwise, please visit us at evilagency.net. Feel free to open up a private browser if you don't want to be tracked and tell us what you think of the season. Thank you. Love you.